0: welcome listeners but take heed we will say whatever we need to share our knowledge thoughts and joy and even things that do annoy so join us now but be aware we have a tendency to swear we'll dial it back a little bit but frankly we don't give a shit welcome to for fox sake a harry potter book movie compare and contrast podcast i'm ellen and my co-host is katie say hi katie Hi, Katie. No, you're not supposed to say hi, Katie. You, Katie, are supposed to say hi. Ah. Hi. 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 I said hi, you said hi. We're good. Okay.
1: let's just fly into the Phoenix flashback, then. Last week, we covered the first half of chapter 32, Out of the Fire and the fairly corresponding film scenes. Professor Tofty may want to consider retirement after this year. McGonagall gets sent to St. Mungo's for her injuries, though whether she's in a human ward or a feline ward is anyone's guess. Ron is always down to be Harry's partner in emotional decision-making. Hermione tries to logic the situation, but there's just no logic left in Harry, since all logic has been taken over by the caps lock. Creature continues to be a sassy little shitheel. And Ginny and Luna love a good kerfuffle, but that
0: doesn't mean they will be putting up with Harry's bullshit. During episode 176, he's a brick wall. Ow. Our Potter pondering was, what do you think Hermione should have said to Harry about his vision of Sirius being tortured to try and avoid his caps lock reaction?
2: Hi, Ellen and Katie. This is Ashley with this week's Potter pondering. What do I think Hermione could have said to Harry to stop him from trying to save Sirius? Absolutely nothing. Nothing, nothing would've stopped that boy. We on book five, we know Harry, he was going. The only way she could've stopped him is if she knocked his ass out. She should've Petrificus totalised his ass, just like they did Neville in the first book. Yep, only way. Or a well-constructed lie with evidence. Only way, only fucking way. We know Harry. Harry is, hey, I'm I'ma dump my head In this random-ass bowl of magical substances, I don't know what the fuck it is, that's Harry. Okay? For no reason. So he gonna go. He has a reason. They couldn't stop him. Nothing would have worked. Nothing but a good knockout.
0: Hey, guys, it's Jackson.
3: Please forgive my voice for, just like poor Michaela, I'm actually sick myself. (laughs) What should Hermione have said to Harry to avoid the caps lock?
0: Honestly, I don't know what she could have said. Harry was just determined. So if she'd have, I don't know, maybe just agreed with him and gone along with everything from the start, maybe he wouldn't have yelled. But I don't know. He was pretty hyped up. So I don't know if there was much that could have been done to avoid it.
3: Hi, this is Jessica calling in this week's Potter Pondering what Hermione could have done differently to avoid Caps Lock Harry. Hermione was infuriating in this moment. Obviously, Harry isn't going to just forget what he saw, that Sirius could actually be in danger. He made a great point in bringing up what he saw happen to Mr. Weasley, because yeah, he was dreaming, but it actually happened, now didn't it? Hermione is all about logic, so she needs to come at Harry from a supportive, yet logical angle. Not a judgmental one. Obviously, Harry knows he dropped the Quaffle on his Aquaman's lessons, but no good could ever come by her berating him for that when he's already in panic mode. She needed to have him take a deep breath and say, look bro, if Sirius is in actual danger, we need a good plan to find out for sure before we go storming the Ministry. Maybe if she didn't piss him off and make him spiral more, then he could have calmed down enough to remember the two-way magic mirror, and everything could have been avoided because he could have just contacted Sirius easily through that and not have the option of creature lying to him about Sirius's whereabouts. She needed to trust his instincts because he's rarely wrong about them. Does Harry meddle? Yes. But when he feels someone is sketchy or something is wrong, his gut is usually right. And why didn't Hermione remember that Snape was part of the Order? Being the self-proclaimed smartest, highly logical one that she is, she wasn't being very helpful. She's actually doing the opposite of helping. It probably would have done more good if Ginny slapped Harry, making him snap out of his panic attack. Or kissed him.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for your responses. Our trivia question last week
1: was, what spell did Umbridge have placed all around her doorway after the last Niffler got in her office? Pepto Bitchmall had stealth censoring spells placed around her doorway, which is really quite funny since Lee Jordan was levitating the Nifflers
0: through her window,
1: and that wouldn't have even set off the spells, right? I <laughs> kind
0: of wish he'd gotten the third one in her office just so she could freak out about how they got past her door and the spells, right? <laughs> <laughs> Take that bitch mall. Right. <laughs> Congratulations goes to Callista Whitewolf. Woohoo! She's starting up a streak. This is her second week in a row. Look at you go, girl. Will she keep it going or will someone cut
1: her off? We shall see. For now, let's dive into the second half of chapter 32, Out of the Fire, and the actually corresponding
0: film scenes. Chapter 32. Out of the Fire Part 2 Harry begins to yell after creature but is cut off by a pain at the top of his head He inhales a lot of ash and smoke as he's dragged backward out of the flames and abruptly finds himself looking into an irate professor Umbridge's face She bends his neck back so far he's looking up at the ceiling as she whispers to him that she had stealth censoring spells placed all around her doorway after two Nifflers got in. She orders someone Harry can't see to take his wand and Hermione's too and then demands to know why Harry is in her office. He manages to croak out that he was trying to get his firebolt, but she calls him a liar and points out that he knows his firebolt is in the dungeons, and he had his head in her fire. She asks who he's been communicating with, and calls him a liar again when he tells her he wasn't talking to anyone. She throws him from her and he slams into her desk, but can now see that Hermione is pinned against the wall by Millicent Bulstrode, and Draco Malfoy is leaning on the windowsill with Harry's wand. A commotion outside the office precedes the entrance of several Slytherins, each gripping Ron, Jenny, Luna, and Neville, who's trapped in a stranglehold by Crabbe and nearly suffocating. Warrington shoves Ron roughly into the room, stating that they got them all and explaining that they grabbed Neville for trying to stop them from taking Ginny. Umbridge praises the Slytherins and says that it looks like Hogwarts will soon be a Weasley-free zone, making Malfoy give a loud laugh. She then settles herself into her armchair and tells Potter that he's stationed lookouts around her office and sent Ron, who she calls a buffoon, to tell her that the poltergeist was wreaking havoc in the Transfiguration Department when she already knew from Filch that he was actually smearing ink on the eyepieces of the school telescopes. She again asks who he was talking to, wondering if it was Dumbledore or the half-breed Hagrid. She says she doubts it was Minerva McGonagall since she's too ill to talk to anyone. Malfoy and some of the other members of the Inquisitorial Squad laugh at this, and Harry snarls that it's none of her business who he talks to. Umbridge's face tightens, and she sends Draco to fetch Professor Snape. As Draco leaves the room, he pockets Harry's wand, but Harry barely notices since he can only think about how stupid he was to forget that there's still a member of the Order of the Phoenix at Hogwarts, Snape. The only sounds in the office as they wait are the occasional struggles of the Slytherins attempting to keep hold of their captives. Harry keeps his face smooth and blank as he looks back at Umbridge as Draco returns with Snape. The potions master asks the headmistress about wanting to see him, and she smiles and stands back up, requesting a bottle of Veritaserum as quickly as possible. He informs her that she took his last bottle to interrogate Potter, and questions whether she used it all since he had told her three drops would be enough. Umbridge flushes and takes on the sweet girlish voice as she asks him to make her some more. He tells her that he can, but it takes a full moon cycle to mature so it will be ready in about a month. This is not good enough for Umbridge, who insists that she needs it immediately to interrogate Potter about using her fire to communicate with someone unknown. Snape seems mildly interested as he looks around at Harry, but merely says it doesn't surprise him since Potter has never shown much inclination to school rules. Harry meets his gaze unflinchingly, willing Snape to read his mind, but Umbridge interrupts by angrily demanding a potion that will force him to tell the truth. Snape calmly repeats that he has no more veritaserum and says that unless he wishes to poison Potter, assuring her that he'd have the greatest sympathy if she did, he cannot help her. He also warns her that most Venoms act too fast to give the victim much time for truth-telling. Snape then looks back at Harry, who was frantically trying to communicate to him without words. Umbridge is extremely angry and shrieks that Snape is on probation, calling him deliberately unhelpful and saying that she expected better since Lucius Malfoy speaks highly of him. She orders him out of her office and Snape bows ironically before turning to leave. As this is Harry's last chance to tell an Order member what he saw, he blurts out, he's got Padfoot at the place where it's hidden. Snape pauses at the door at Harry's words, but when Umbridge begins asking questions, Snape turns and looks at Harry, with no indication of understanding him, before coldly telling Umbridge that he has no idea, and informing Potter that if he wanted nonsense shouted at him, he would have given him a babbling beverage. He also then tells Crab to loosen his hold on Longbottom so he can avoid the paperwork if he suffocates, saying he'd have to mention it on Crab's reference if he ever applies for a job. He then exits, closing the door behind him and leaving Harry feeling worse than ever, since Snape was his very last hope. He looks back to Umbridge, who seems to feel similarly to himself, as she pulls out her wand and states that she's left with no other alternative. Since it's more than a matter of school discipline, rather an issue of ministry security, she is forced to use the Cruciatus curse to loosen his tongue. Hermione shrieks that it is illegal, but Umbridge takes no notice, looking very eager as she raises her wand and approaches Harry. Hermione tries again, suggesting that the minister wouldn't want Umbridge to break the law, but the headmistress simply says what Cornelius doesn't know won't hurt him. She begins pointing her wand at different parts of Harry's body as she tells them that he never knew she ordered the Dementors after Potter the previous summer, but was still delighted for the chance to expel him. Harry is shocked to learn that she sent the Dementors, and Umbridge insists that someone had to act, so she did. He somehow wriggled his way out of that one, but he won't today. She takes a deep breath and begins to say Crucio, but Hermione cuts her off, shouting no and begging Harry to tell her. Harry refuses, and Hermione continues to plead with him and starts crying into the back of Millicent's robes. Umbridge turns her attention to Hermione, pleased that Little Miss Questionall is going to give them some answers. Ron, Ginny, and Neville are all appalled. But Harry realizes that though Hermione is sobbing into her hands, there aren't any traces of tears. She apologizes to them all, saying she can't stand it, and Umbridge grabs her by the shoulders and thrusts her into her chair, before leaning over her to ask who Potter was communicating with. Hermione sobs into her hands that he was trying to speak to Dumbledore, but they can't find him, though they've tried the Leaky Cauldron, the Three Broomsticks, and even Hogshead. Umbridge calls her an idiot girl, since Dumbledore wouldn't be in a pub when the whole ministry is looking for him. Hermione just continues to sob and say that they need to tell him something important. Umbridge's excitement resurges as she asks what they wanted to tell him, and Hermione tells her that they wanted to tell him that it is ready. Umbridge demands to know what it is, and Hermione continues to sob that it is a weapon, explaining that he had to leave before it was finished, but they finished it for him. When Umbridge asks what kind of weapon it is, Hermione tells her that they don't really understand it, they just did what Professor Dumbledore told them to do. Umbridge straightens up and orders Hermione to lead her to the weapon, but she refuses to do so if the Slytherins come. The headmistress informs her that it isn't for her to set conditions, so Hermione retorts to let them come and see it and that she hopes they use it on her telling her to invite loads of people to see it, the whole school, so they can figure out how to use it and sort her out if she annoys them. This causes Umbridge to look around suspiciously, and when she catches the eager expression on Malfoy's face, she decides it will be just her, Hermione, and Potter who go. Malfoy tries to insist that some of the squad should go too, but Umbridge just reminds him that she's a fully qualified ministry official and can handle two wandless teenagers alone, and also says that it doesn't sound like school children should see the weapon. She tells Malfoy and the others to make sure Ron, Ginny, Neville, and Luna don't escape, and though disappointed, he agrees. Umbridge then points her wand at Harry and Hermione and tells them to lead the way. The movie section picks back up on the shot of
1: Hogwarts Castle at dusk, then cuts to a framed photograph of Cornelius Fudge sitting on a lace doily as a swishing sound can be heard. The view on the picture blurs as a locked door comes into focus, and Harry's voice is heard saying, Aloha Mora. He opens the door to Umbridge's office and charges in, closely followed by Ron and Hermione, who are looking around cautiously as the kitten plates Mew, Ron closes the door behind them, and a camera zooms in on one of the kittens walking through a cat door on its plate. Harry heads straight to the fireplace and brings up the green flames as he tells Ron and Hermione to alert the order if they can. Ron asks if he is mental, insisting that they are going with him. Harry tells him that it is too dangerous, and Hermione squats down next to him in front of the fire and asks him when he's going to get it through his head that they are in this together. Before Harry can respond, Umbridge's voice interrupts to say that you are, and the camera cuts to show an angry, disheveled Umbridge standing at her door. The scene then cuts to Draco Malfoy ushering Neville Longbottom into the office as Umbridge stands over Harry, now sitting, tied to a chair. Malfoy drags Neville to the other side of the room where Hermione, Ron, Ginny, and Luna are all being detained by members of the Inquisitorial Squad. Umbridge leans over Harry and asks him if he was going to Dumbledore. When Harry says no, she slaps him across the face. Before she can do anything else, Snape's voice interjects to inquire about her sending for him. Umbridge stands back up and tells Snape that the time has come for answers, whether they want to give them or not. She asks if he has brought the vera serum, and Snape informs her that she used up the last of it when she interrogated Miss Chang. Harry, Ron, and Hermione all have a moment of realization about Cho, and Snape continues talking, saying that unless she wishes to poison him, he cannot help her. Umbridge looks extremely frustrated but says nothing, and as Snape turns to leave, Harry calls out that he's got Padfoot at the place where it's hidden. Umbridge demands to know what Harry is talking about, and Snape turns back around and simply reports that he has no idea. Harry looks devastated as Umbridge decides that she has no other choice. She decides that since this is an issue of ministry security, she has no other alternative but to use the Cruciatus curse to loosen his tongue. Hermione reminds her that it is illegal, and Umbridge says that what Cornelius doesn't know won't hurt him, as she lowers his picture face down. As she points her wand at Harry and begins to move closer to him, Hermione desperately bursts out a demand that he tell her. Umbridge turns to her and asks what. So Hermione says that if Harry won't tell her where it is, she will. Umbridge demands to know where what is, and Hermione steals herself before announcing that it is Dumbledore's secret weapon. This news makes Umbridge look extremely excited and
0: hopeful. So if you look past the fact that there's a pretty big thing missing from here, they're very similar. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't, I didn't notice anything missing at all. Oh, oh we'll I, get there then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was being sarcastic. What?
0: You being sarcastic? No.
1: Me? I never do. Oh, my never. God. Never. What? No. What? You must have me confused with somebody who is a jerk,
2: obviously.
0: <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was just too easy you, should... you didn't have
1: to be so fucking matter-of-fact about it Shit. i think that was the best way
0: to deliver that line Whew. anyway yeah let's move the fuck on <laughs> this half of the book chapter picks up with harry getting literally dragged out of the fire by sure. his hair it seems which is kind of impressive you'd think She would have just grabbed his legs and pulled him backwards, but she sticks her hand in the fire and grabs him by the hair. I mean, it's a fire that somebody's
1: head can be in. I don't think the fire is actually going to hurt her. No, I'm not saying
0: it was going to hurt
1: her. It just seems extra. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but maybe she's just got a thing for pulling hair. You know what? She probably does. She definitely has a bit of a pain kink. Right, Maybe she got tips from Uncle Vernon, because he was pulling Harry's hair in the beginning.
0: But that would also involve having to talk to a muggle. But he's an asshole muggle, so they should get along quite well. He's still a muggle, and she's still a cunt. Match made in heaven. (laughs) Match made in hell, you mean? Sure. Anyway... I'm sure that part of grabbing him by the head was just to give her a little bit more control because she's got his hair and she's bending his neck back so far. The book even describes it as looking like she might want to slit his throat. That's quite the angle. Yes. And then she pulls it back even further to the point that all he can see is the ceiling as she's whispering to him, which just I think makes this even creepier. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of disappointed that it didn't happen like this, but... She's holding him by the hair, tipping his head back so far, she looks like a vampire going for his jugular, and she's whispering that she had stealth censoring spells placed all around her doorway after the second Niffler got in. Which was our trivia question. That it was. Mm Mm-hmm. So while Harry is in this very precarious position, she tells somebody to take his wand. He can't see what's going on, because like I said, all he can see is the ceiling at this point. Sure. And then she also says, and Hermione's too. And he just hears like a scuffling sound as Hermione's wand is confiscated for her. Mm-hmm. But he can't tell what's going on because he only sees the ceiling.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And then she wants to know what the fuck he's doing in her office, which is a fair question. I'll give her that much. Yeah. Honestly. You just I- broke into her office. Yeah. I'd be wondering too. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make me like her at all. No. But she is well within her rights to be like, what the fuck are you doing in my office? True. Considering that the movie cut out the entire part about Harry
1: using the fire to try and contact his dog father, it actually lines up fairly well now. Though, there are a few changes since they, mm, you know, changed things. Yeah, that's what they did. (laughs) Only way I could think to put that, yeah. We jump back into the film, starting with a framed photograph on a desk of which Weekly's least desirable man of the last century, Corny Fudge. Yep. Because he nasty. Yep. Ew. Luckily, before we can focus too much on the picture, we hear a swishing sound. What might that be? Hmm. Harry, who has no magic penknife from Sirius, just takes the good old-fashioned Aloha Mora route, and Pepto Bitch Mall's door opens wide and the trio pile into her office. They look around for any sign of someone who sucks, but all they see is the kittens. Yeah. And here. And here. Yeah. Because the... Me? I mean, that's cute for, like, a scene. I can't imagine being in a room constantly with those goddamn cats meowing.
0: I love it when my cat occasionally meows and it's the cutest fucking thing I've ever heard. But when I'm trying to sleep and they're at the gate just constantly meowing because I won't let them upstairs with me, it's just like, oh, my God, stop it. And this is, like, 70 fucking kittens. Yeah. Like,
1: constant. Oh, no. No, ma'am. mm. Anyway. Ron makes sure to close the door because sometimes he does think ahead occasionally. And we get a good look at the sweet little kitty just walking through a cat door on his plate and he's being so cute and he do do, do. ball.
0: You see, He is so cute. He is so cute. Except Uh, also apparently in league with the bitch mall. Well, yeah. I don't even think I realized that the first several times that I watched this, that the kitten even left like that. Right. But the more I thought about it when we were doing this episode and getting prepped for it and everything i was just like holy shit that cat went to alert oh yeah like that basically was the stealth censoring spell
1: yeah like that cat is umbridge's mrs norris yeah
0: basically just in
1: plate form sure i imagine much easier to clean up after probably so yeah wow i just found a plus side to a room full of
0: cat plates (laughs) no allergies exactly
1: (laughs) the only kitty i can have Oh, sad. (laughs) No, I'm sad again. Anyway, Harry makes a beeline for the fireplace and tells Ron and Hermione to alert the order if they can. I'm not entirely sure how they were supposed to do that since he's the one using the fireplace, but whatever. Sure. Okay. Cool.
0: I guess. They've got Hermione. She'll come up with something. (laughs) She always does. Or I don't know, maybe because he was planning on going through the fire in the movie, he figured they could stay behind and just use the fire to contact people. I, I... It's Harry the non-Ravenclaw's plan, right. so I just, <laughs> yeah. We were
1: discussing last week about how Voldemort doesn't think shit through sometimes. <clears throat> Neither does Harry. Oh,
0: they were a match made in hell, yes. I guess. <laughs> That's
1: just where we are with this one. Oh, lordy. But Ron asks what the hell is wrong with him, because for fuck's sake, there is no way his ass is going alone. Right. It's not happening.
0: Sorry, bro. He's never been allowed to do shit like that. (laughs) Right?
1: Harry tries to argue, saying that it's too damn dangerous, but when has that argument ever worked on Ron and Hermione before? Definitely never. Mm, Right? Wait, there was that- no, no, not even then. And P.S. Why on earth would Harry think that it would work now? Of all times. I don't
0: think Harry is thinking. No, there's really, there's I think that's not much. what that boils down to. Lights yeah. are on, nobody's home. <laughs> the
1: wheel's spinning, but the hamster's dead. He's so caps locked, he can't focus on he's anything th- else. <laughs> he really is. Hermione gets right down to his eye level, just like anyone who needs to talk to a petulant child does, and tells him, but he's batshit crazy if he thinks he's doing this by himself. So get on board with the group activities or we'll cut you. Yeah, basically. Big facts. We'll take Sirius' penknife, and we'll just jab you a little bit. That'll open him up. (laughs) Before Harry can attempt to argue, we hear the dulcet, cunty tones of Pepto Bitchmall stating that Harry has been banned from group activities. Duh. So obviously he can't go with them. No. No group activities. Shit. (laughs) And when they look towards the doorway, they see a still slightly smoking umbrage from all the fireworks. I guess. (laughs) She's standing there and just looking ready to lose her shit once again. Which, again, as we discussed, there's
0: random kids in her office, sure. In this instance, she actually has a right to be upset right now. Yeah. And they're playing with fire? Shit. But yeah, this is a slightly different setup from the book to the movie. But it gets the same general result.
1: What? Yeah, yeah, it does. I added
0: general in there. That's not (laughs) the same, but it's close. Once again, understatement of the book. (laughs) In the book, after she demands to know why he's in her office, fair question. Fair enough. He manages to croak out from the awkward position he's in that he was trying to get his fire bolts. This is obviously a really stupid lie. Because A, his firebolt is not in there anymore, and he's well aware of that. And B, his firebolt was not in the fireplace, which is where his head was. Yeah. So she's just like, dude, you don't really think I'm that dumb, right? Like,
1: she is dumb. She's very dumb. She's not that dumb. She's not that dumb. She's just like, um, hello. I think that angers me more than anything else is when kids lie. Like, they think it's a really good lie. And you're right. just like,
0: bro, I'm sorry. Do you think I was born yesterday? Yeah. Do you think I don't have eyes and I couldn't just see oh what God. just happened? And they do that, too. Yeah. You'll literally watch them throw something. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, why would you do that? I didn't do that. Except that you totally did. I just watched you. Stop trying to gaslight me. I just watched you. <laughs> and that's literally what. No, I was trying to get my firebolt. Yeah. I wasn't in the fireplace. You didn't see me in the fireplace. I literally pulled you out of the fireplace.
1: Harry Potter. <laughs> You're just thinking fireplace because I was getting my fire bolt. I that's, can see that's why you'd get was. confused. I yeah, mean, totally. Yeah, that makes sense. It's okay. It happens when you get older.
0: Yeah. It's okay. But no, she Mm-mm. just calls him a liar. Right. Asks him who he's been communicating with. And he doesn't have a good lie for this one. So all <laughs> he says is, I wasn't talking to anybody. I mean, I got nothing. That's terrible lie. It's terrible. It's just terrible. And she is... Also terrible. There's that, yes. Because she calls him a liar again and literally throws him from her. Like, he hits her desk. Yeah. She throws him. Granted, I think she does worse in the movie, but it's still fucked up. It's all a big bag of no. Yeah. (laughs) And the only positive thing about this, if you can even call it that, is because he's no longer being forced to stare at the ceiling. He can now see that... Millicent Bulstrode basically has Hermione backed into the wall. She's just like smashing her into the wall. Mm-hmm. And Nazi Von Douchebag II is sitting on the windowsill tossing Harry's wand up in the air and catching it. So now he knows who took his wand and yeah. who restrained Hermione.
1: Like, okay, well those questions are answered. Yeah. Good, now what?
0: Good news there or not?
1: Good news. Uh, yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> there is then some ruckus outside. Kerfuffle, if you will. Hullabaloo. And this alerts the arrival of several Slytherins, also known as members of the Inquisitorial Squad. Mm-hmm. Basically dragging in Ron, Ginny, Luna, and surprisingly Neville, who was not part of this original scheme, but has now gotten caught up in it, apparently. Right. And poor Neville is actually in a stranglehold by Crab. And looking like he's in danger of being suffocated. So that's cool. That's Neville awesome. has no idea what's going on and he's near death. I mean, isn't that just his normal state? Right. <laughs> but you know what? That just kind of makes me love Neville more because he's like ride or die. He's, he's just is. like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but you're messing with my friend. So I will die for this. Right. He's
1: like, so I don't know what just happened, but I am on their side. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> And then it's Warrington, who's got a good hold on Ron and just shoves him into the office and lets Pepto Bitchmall know that they got all of them, including Neville, because he tried to interfere when they were trying to capture Ginny.
1: I mean, we did get this in the movie, too.
0: Yeah, it's similar. Yeah, we'll get there in a minute. But yeah, it's very similar indeed. Pepto Bitchmall naturally praises the Slytherins. Sure. Good job, lackeys. And then she makes this comment about how it looks like Hogwarts will soon be a Weasley free zone and Nazi Von Douchebag the second thinks this is hilarious, which makes Pepto Bitchmall kind of pleased that she made her students laugh, which, you know what, I guess At I the can get that, student? but it was just a shitty way of doing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. And let's be honest, it wasn't that funny. No, it wasn't. Nazi Von Douchebag is just sucking the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, his nose is so far up her ass. They look like one being. That's all I got there.
1: Human slithipede.
0: (laughs) Stupid. Sorry. Moving on. Please do. She takes this opportunity to just settle herself imperiously on her chintz covered armchair. Sure. And just, you know, lording over the group because she's got her loyal followers and she's got her enemies. Yeah. They're all children. They're captured. Right. So she's feeling pretty good about herself right now, even though, congratulations, you captured some children, like, woo. Congratulations, you cornered children who were already in your office. Right. Like, good job. (laughs) You did great here. It's still not working out in your favor. Yeah. But she basically narrates what Potter had just done. Well, yeah, we got to catch everybody up. Yeah. So she informs him, you stationed lookouts around my office and sent this buffoon, referring to Ron... To tell her that the poltergeist was wreaking havoc in the transfiguration department, which was just stupid because she already knew per filch that the poltergeist was busy smearing ink on the eyepieces of all of the school telescopes. And God, I fucking love peeves. (laughs) That's so. Wait, wait, who? The poltergeist. Peeves. Peeves. Not Charlie Weasley. Oh, yeah. Not Ed Sheeran. Yeah. okay, (laughs) Gotcha. All right. Moving on. But I would have loved to see random students walking around the school (laughs)
1: with the circle circle around their eye.
0: (laughs) Looking like the fucking little rascals. Yes. (laughs) I'm really bummed that that wasn't actually a thing. Oh, sadness. But obviously, even though she feels the need to narrate this, she still has her priority of figuring out who Potter was talking to. She theorizes that it could be Dumbledore. Or maybe that half-breed Hagrid. Sure. And then because she's a cunt, she also has to add on that she doubts it was Minerva McGonagall because the last that she heard, she's still too ill to talk to anybody. Bitch, I will snatch your wig off your head and shove it up your ass. I don't think that's a wig,
1: but that won't stop me from getting it off her head. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what it is, but it's getting pulled off her head and shoved up her ass. In that order.
0: And despite this one not being funny either... No. Nazi Von Douchebag II and some of the other Inquisitorial Squad members laugh again. Of course they do. It's what lackeys fucking do. Harry is, you know, gearing up to snatch her wig, but instead just snarls that it's none of her business who he talked to. Which, one could argue that since he broke into her office to do it, he kind of made it her business. I mean, it was a little bit turned into her business, though, I mean, I'm not gonna lie.
1: Like, I'm just saying. The For Fox Sake podcast would like to say we do not in any way agree with Pepto Bitchmall and her shenaniganry. However,
0: I'm just saying. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Realizing that she's not gonna get anything out of him. That he is a stubborn little fuck. That meddling Harry Potter. That meddling motherfucker. (laughs) Meddling Marie Potter. (laughs) <laughs> she just sends Nazi von Douchebag the second to go fetch Professor Snape. Sure. Like you do. Like you do. Yeah. Why could she possibly want him? No I think the idea. funniest thing about this is this is finally the moment that Harry's just like, fuck me! Snape's in the order. <laughs> How'd I forget about him? All <laughs> oh, right, I hate him. That's right. Okay. I try not to think about that man. That's right. Yeah.
1: I, I hate him and I try to avoid him at all costs. So, yes. Okay. Okay. Makes That's sense. That's why I
0: forgot him. But now I remember him. There's someone... And he's coming here. This is great news. Or is it... Ish. Yeah. So, anyway, now they're just kind of hanging out in the office in silence because pepto ma knows that Potter's not going to say anything else. and Right, and they're
1: all out of just small talk. Right, like... and
0: Harry's like, the weather's pretty cool, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, what's going on with this year, man? Flying by, am I right? Shit. Yeah. Uh, you know what would be really cool? Some fireworks. That'd be fun right now, right? 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 That'd be cool. Well,
0: huh. since it's the book that we're talking about, let's go hang out by the swamp. Right? <laughs> Let's go chill. We could go take a punt across the swamp. <laughs> we can punt with a cunt. Yes. <laughs> oh man, can we make that the episode title? <laughs> I'll have to asterisk it out. I mean, I've done that before though. Yeah. I'm going to asterisk Not the out first time. the u in punts and the u in cunts. <laughs> You've done that I
1: before have. too.
0: And you know <laughs> what? I approve. But anyway, None of this conversation that we just imagined was <laughs> happening. And they're actually just standing there in silence with the occasional sounds of struggles. Yeah. Because obviously you have yes. the good guys trying to escape and the bad guys holding on to them. Sure. Like you do. And Harry just tries to keep his face. I don't think he has a good poker face, but he's trying to keep a good poker face. So he doesn't reveal to pepto Mall that he wants to see Snape. Pa-pa-pa poker face. Pa-pa poker face.
2: Papa Potter.
0: <laughs> anyway, this continues on until Nazi Von Douchebag II actually does return with Snape. Sure. Who then asks the headmistress, You wanted to see me? Yeah. You
3: rang. You rang.
0: Oh my gosh, I really wish we had Alan Rickman doing that,
3: just
1: for uh, funsies. yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been great. Anyway, moving on. This sort of happens in the movie too, but skipping over those specific details details schmetails. <laughs> i mean it basically skips ahead a little bit to nazi von douchebag the second dragging neville into pepto bitch mall's office and stating that he caught them trying to help the weasley girl
0: kind of a ding except that it wasn't bd2 that said that exactly yeah
1: but situationally it ding. is a
0: situational ding
1: yes new phrase <laughs> <laughs> neville gets dragged to the other side of the room where hermione ron Ginny, and luna all have the perfect view of harry playing a really disgusting game of 50 shades of gray because motherfucker is tied to the chair yeah and it's nasty like who knew Umbridge was into un-bondage?
0: um bondage um <laughs> bondage
1: <laughs> i don't know what you would call that i think um bondage works um bondage
0: sure but ew yeah yeah i don't know like you tied down harry potter but none of the other ones yeah right i mean maybe she only has the one chair (laughs) i guess i don't know like tie the rest of them together or something but right what was the point of that
1: honestly so he can't fight back
0: i guess but
1: but still sure yeah so dumb anyway Pepto-Bitchmall leans in close to Harry and tries to get a confession out of him, but when Harry denies her accusations, she just full-out bitch-slaps him. Oh my god,
0: right? Just open palm whap. Like, yeah. worse than throwing him, I think. The fuck, He's lady? been thrown plenty of times, but to just be open palm slapped by a teacher? Right? Holy shit. Damn she has justified all she wants to ask him why he's in her office Mm -hmm. there is no justification for slapping a child no not at all
1: i mean to be fair who hasn't wanted to slap harry once or twice certainly snape has sure especially when he's being a dumbass or like a sass bucket or caps locky sure you want to just kind of whap him around a little bit You know Hermione and Ron both have. Well, yes, exactly. But you really, you can't just go around smacking kids. No,
0: you can't. We already established that. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But he's saved by the swish of billowing robes, and Umbridge is interrupted by Snape coming in and wondering what the hell she wants, because she sent for him, apparently. Well, and if you read the book, it was VD2 who was sent to get him. Sure. And if you watched the movie, that didn't happen. So.
0: Maybe she sent a kitten for him you know what maybe she did she probably makes all of the other professors keep a kitten plate in their office just so she can spy on them right i gave you this gift right this is a welcome gift and you know minerva was immediately like oh no except she likes cats though she probably was just like god damn it
1: she probably trained the cat in the plate to like work for her
0: that's what i would do for right sure. yeah head cannon it's there it exists but surprisingly, in both the book and the movie, the same thing is happening right now. <laughs> what? Snape has appeared. You rang. Mm-hmm. In the book, she stands back up because she's just kind of like, you know, lording in her chair. But yeah. now Snape has arrived. So she stands back up and she's just like, um, I would like a bottle of Vera to serum, please. ASAP. Uh, bitch. Shit don't grow on trees. Right? Funnily enough, he had just given her a bottle the last time she wanted to interrogate Potter. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, did you use all that up? I told you three drops would suffice. So where to go? You know that dumb bitch poured the entire thing into Harry's tea and then he dumped it in her plant. Oh, so hell yeah. So that's a really fucking honest plant. <laughs> that plant is truthful as fuck. Except for the fact that we also learned later that he didn't even give a real Vera to serum, but still. But still, yes.
1: That plant is placeboed out. Right, that's what that plant is. <laughs>
0: I guess Pepto Bitch Mom must be a little bit embarrassed that she wasted it all because she does actually kind of blush here. But she does that annoying thing that she does when she's mad. Exists? Well, yeah, that's pretty annoying. (laughs) But no, specifically when she's mad, but trying to pretend like she's not mad and she takes on that really sweet girlish voice. Oh, the sickly sweet bullshit. Yeah, that I'm sure she also thinks makes her seem semi-desirable and now she's trying to like flirt with snape to get her way right there's so much ew in that but that's what i imagine when i hear that description of the sweet girlish voice like oh but professor snape you could certainly make me some more right stop stop
3: (laughs) stop (laughs)
0: Ew, Ellen, ew. And Snape manages to not vomit in his mouth and instead just tells her that he can make some more, but it takes a full moon cycle to mature, so he'll have it for her in about a month. hmm And she's just like, a fucking month? That's not fast enough. I need it tonight. Potter was just in my fire trying to communicate to persons unknown. Well,
1: maybe it shouldn't have fucking given him a whole goddamn
0: vial of it. Right? Just saying. Just maybe saying. this is still on you, bitch. Just saying. It is totally still on her, but Snape's interest is actually kind of piqued by the news that Harry was in the fire trying to speak to someone, mm-hmm. and he actually looks over at Harry, the two lock eyes, and Harry's just sitting there, standing there, laying on the floor. I don't know what's going on with him at this point. Sure. But he's just there, like, please read my mind. Please read my mind. Please read my <laughs> mind. Like, you fucking penetrated my brain so many times. Right? Now is the
1: time, man. I'm wide open for you. Wow. That can... Uh, um... Ew? (laughs) Phrasing? Are we still doing phrasing? Not those words. Not? Oh. Hmm. Still not a good enough reason to use the word penetrate.
0: No. He's Mm. desperate, though. He really wants Snape to know what is going on without him having to say it out loud because of the situation.
1: He's just screaming in his mind, penetrate me!
0: (laughs) Yes, basically. (laughs) Before any of this penetrating happens, Pepto-Bitchmaw interrupts, again just demanding a potion that will force Potter to tell the truth. Of course, yeah. And because, you know, there's probably no other truth potions that exist in any way, shape, or form, Snape's just like, no more Veritaserum. So unless you wish to poison (laughs) Potter, and I assure you I have the greatest sympathy if you do, Mm -hmm. I can't help you. He does also tack on a little warning that most Venoms will act too quickly to give the victim any amount of time to tell the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Womp womp. Yeah. (laughs) And then he just looks back at Harry who's still, you know, mentally screaming Penetrate me! (laughs) Maybe the episode title should just be Penetrate me! Penetrate me! We do have options this week.
2: We
1: do. Ah. Which one did we pick, guys? Did we pick the right one? (laughs) Let us know in the comments. (laughs) The thing is, is this part is shockingly similar to the book. Though there are, of course, some minor changes. Just a couple. Yeah. Umbridge gets creepy as fuck and tells Snape that shit is getting serious and it's time to bust out the truth juice, so, like, where's the truth juice, Sev? Yeah, ding. Right there. Where is it? Yeah. Snape unfortunately has to break the bad news to her that he's all out of truth juice on account of her using it all up on the entirely illegal interrogations that she performed on the students, namely, Miss Chang.
0: Now that was a little different than the book because yes. obviously in the book it was Harry, yes, not Chang. And
1: Cho's friend Marietta who actually did the
0: blabbing. Right. And it was without truth potion. She just fucking blabbed. Yeah. I do kind of wonder, had she been truth potioned, mm-hmm. would it still count as her sneaking? Would it have activated the I curse? I have to say so. It's still giving up the secret that but she signed that paper. But you forced to, against your own will, Meh. I kind of wonder.
1: I don't know. Maybe she shouldn't have been so stupid to... Drink shit that was given to her. Not that this even happened in the book of the movie. No, that we're just completely... My point
0: is... I wonder... Because <laughs> it's not like Cho Chang ended up with Sneak on her face in the movie, but they completely changed that, so... Yeah. But they were also, like, giant pricks to her, too. So. They really were. There's that. And
1: in this scene, when they hear that she used up the last of his stores on Miss Chang, they all kind of, like, look at each other like, oh, fuck. Um...
0: I don't know how to handle this. Do you know how to handle this? And this bothers me because they don't fucking handle it.
1: No, they, oh no, they don't. They Not literally
0: like, they announced that Miss Chang was serumed and that's why she blabbed on them and they were all really shitty to her and they have this awkward moment where they're like, oh fuck, we were dicks. And then they <laughs> never speak to her ever, 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 ever again. Like no. why even put that in there?
1: Right. I would think the only reason to put it in there is to redeem Cho for the viewer more than anything.
0: Right, but also did we have to throw her under the bus to begin with? That's I mean, not no, how it happened in the book. No, we didn't. And why redeem her when she literally plays no more role in the rest of the films? Ellen, we are five goddamn books in.
1: <laughs> we are five books in. At this point, I'm just getting tired of saying I don't know why the movie <laughs> did what it did. I don't know Why? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. Anyway, moving on. At this point, Snape pipes back up and says, I'm super down to poison Potter if you want. Like, I am down with that idea. Can we do that now,
0: actually? Like, just for funsies at this point? Yeah. If we're not going to do that, though, I got to peace out. Yeah, and this is kind of similar. They actually say the exact same line.
1: Basically, like, unless you want to poison the kid, which I totally agree with, I can't help you.
0: Yeah, the only real difference from book to movie here is in the book, even though he says he'd be down for poisoning him, he also kind of points out that it really wouldn't work that well anyway. Uh, Yeah. And we don't quite get that detail here.
1: But that's the thing is I feel like in the movie they just meant it as him just throwing in an extra barb just to be a dick. (laughs) I mean, there's that too. You know what I mean? It wasn't actually meant to be like...
0: You could poison him. It was just a, ha, you could poison him.
1: Yeah. It was more just like... I mean, unless you want to fuck him up.
0: We can fuck him up. We can fuck
1: him up. I'm down to fuck him up. But I mean, I got to go. Deuces. Deuces. And Pepto Bitchmall's pissed, but there's really nothing she can say about it. So, you know, Snape goes to peace out and Harry shouts out before Snape can get too far that his dog father is in the shit. But he uses code, which if you're paying attention, it's like the first goddamn time they've used the fucking code in the
0: movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like, bro, about goddamn time. Better late than never, I guess. I
1: guess. I mean, imagine how much more pissed we would be right now if he was literally just like, Dude, they got got serious in the Department of (laughs) Mysteries. Like, we possibly would have lost our goddamn ever-loving minds right now. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? Like, this would be the day that the desk that's in front of us right now
0: gets flipped over and we just lose our fucking minds. You've got to be fucking... We would have flipped shit in the movie theater when we first saw it. Could you imagine? Yes. So, in that sense, better late than never, you're correct. However... Again, this is very similar to the book. Mm Mm-hmm. However, we see a little bit more about just how pissed Pepto Bitchmal is. Mm-hmm. Because she actually tries to put Snape on probation. You're being deliberately unhelpful, bitch. I mean, he is. He is.
1: But have you not been paying attention the rest of the year?
0: Not new. She drops this line about how she expected better of him because Lucius Malfoy, a.k.a. Nazi Von douchebag the first. first speaks highly of him, and then she orders him out of her office. So instead of Snape being the one like I gotta bounce, it's Pepto Bitchmal who's like, "Get the fuck out! You're not helpful." Yeah, you gotta bounce, and he gives this very ironic bow, like, mm-hmm. "Oh yes, Headmistress, uh, I wanted to get the fuck out of here anyway, so I will happily take your dismissal."
1: I feel like he learned that from Creature.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> And then he starts to turn to leave and walk towards the door and Harry, Mm -hmm. realizing this is his last chance, just bursts out. He's got Padfoot at the place where it's hidden. And again, ding. Ding, ding, ding. That's exactly how they did it in the movie. Right? Similarly, Snape pauses at the door and before he can say anything or react or do anything, which... Snape does have a good poker face, so he wasn't going to do that anyway. Right. But before he can, Umbridge just begins peppering him with questions. Like, what's Padfoot? What's hidden? Where? What's going on? Tell me something. Mm Mm-hmm. And Snape then, you know, doubles down on his poker face and just gives no indication that he has any idea of what Harry is talking about. And tells Umbridge the same. I've got no idea. And just to add in that little extra dig that we know he likes to do, he says to Potter, if I wanted nonsense shouted at me, I would have given you a babbling beverage.
1: Yeah, it's pretty
0: similar in the movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, aside from that little dig about the babbling beverage. Yeah. But Pepto Bitchmall is just like, the fuck? Who's Padfoot? What's the place? What's hidden? What's going on? At which point... Snape just looks him dead in the eye and says that he doesn't fucking know what he's talking about. Kid's crazy. Kid doesn't know shit. Or, if you're Alan Rickman, no idea. Yeah. This, of course, makes Harry visibly upset. However, if he would have thought for two goddamn seconds, two seconds, he would have realized, well, it's not like Snape can just go ahead and be like, oh, yeah, Padfoot, Harry's godfather, serious fucking Black, yeah, you know, Padfoot, right? Okay, so like there's this thing that Voldemort's looking for, and so apparently, yeah, he's got Sirius Black in his place where the thing is, and he's not gonna say that, because, bro, use your fucking head!
0: You knew enough to use code, understand that that's what the fuck Snape is doing now! I mean, Harry isn't a Ravenclaw, and he's got a lot to be upset about right now. God, he does have a lot to be upset about, but I'm sorry,
1: not being in Ravenclaw does not excuse that dumbassery. Yeah,
0: that was just, he was just mad and looking for someone to transfer that mad onto. I guess, but fuck. Another thing that happened in the book that was not included in the movie is basically the whole part of Neville Longbottom being in that chokehold. Sure, yeah. He's just there. He's not near suffocating. Yeah, he just gets thrown with the others. Yeah. Pretty much. But this entire time, Neville's got to be turning purple at this point. Oh, he must be. Because Snape actually feels the need to look over at Crab and tell him to loosen his hold on Longbottom. But since he also has to be Snape and can't pretend like he cares about children in any way, shape, or form, right. he says that it'll be a lot of paperwork if he suffocates That I don't feel like dealing with. And he's afraid he'll have to mention it on Crab's reference if he ever applies for a job.
1: Which, I mean, I'm sure those are legit
0: concerns. But there is, like, that little moment where you're just, like, Snape actually doesn't want Neville to die, even though he's shitty towards him. And I'm like... Like, he hates him, but he doesn't want him killed. Yeah, you know? That's not exactly high praise, but... It just further backs me up, in my opinion, that... Snape just shouldn't interact with children. He shouldn't be allowed to live within like 500 feet of a school. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I don't think he ended up being a bad headmaster when he didn't have to directly interact with kids on a daily basis. Yeah. Eh, we'll get there. Yep. But then after that comment, he just leaves and closes the door behind him. And Harry's just like, well, fuck me. That was my last chance. Now, I really don't know what to do, bro. (laughs) Swear to God you stupid the funny thing is he looks over at Umbridge who's standing there looking like well fuck me that was my last (laughs) chance now I really don't know what to do (laughs) that awkward
1: moment where you're in the same position as your enemy because of the same person
0: (laughs) but for two entirely different reasons (laughs) yep however Pepto Mall does think of something else she can do sure it's not a good something no of course not But she comes to the conclusion that since this is beyond simple school discipline and it's more of a issue of ministry security, Mm -hmm. she has no other choice but then to use the cruciatus curse and says that ought to loosen his tongue. Yeah, bitch. I mean, you've already open
1: palm slapped the boy. We've already stepped over the line. There is no need to play jump rope with the bitch.
0: Oh, she dove over the line and
3: now she's
1: like
0: (laughs) erasing it. (laughs) <laughs> she's like fuck this line she's like this line do what is I stupid." Want. Yeah. yeah hermione naturally shrieks that it's illegal i kind of wish umbridge would have just been like oh, it is what what no don't care bitch no what she actually does is just completely ignore her mm-hmm. and something that i feel like didn't end up translating to the movie as much not what i was hoping for was the description of the very eager, excited look on her face as she raises her wand to use a fucking illegal curse on Harry.
1: Yeah, that definitely did not come through on the movie. She seemed nervous in the movie.
0: Yeah. Like, she seemed, like, determined to do it. But not excited about doing it.
1: Yeah, and half of the insanity that is Umbridge is the fact that she was so goddamn excited to do this. Yeah, she's fucked up.
0: Yeah. But as she's raising her wand and actually approaching Harry with the intention of using an illegal curse on him, Mm -hmm. Hermione tries again, telling her that the minister wouldn't want her to break the law. Good try, honestly. And at this point, Pepto Bitchmo just says what Cornelius doesn't know won't hurt him. Which, we kind of have a ding there, so we're getting to that.
1: I'm actually starting to confuse myself with the number of times I've had to say that we've got a ding there. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) This shit is so fucking weird. But Pepto Bitch Mall has got her mind made up. Doesn't really matter because this bitch wants answers and apparently war crimes are the way to go. I mean, it's worked, historically. Yeah. So? Better to ask forgiveness than permission? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't help, but sure. Honestly, this woman would have been a perfect fit for the Stanford prison project because she just barrels right into that whole power corrupts thing. She figures since it's a case of national security and shit, she can just go ahead and use some unforgivables. Oh yeah, just dive right over that line and erase it. Sure. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Hermione points out that shit's not okay, but Umbridge is just like, meh, I can do what I want as long as I get the results I need and she puts the picture of corny fudge on her desk face down so he won't see her which is creepy but whatever and she's like corny don't
0: need to know yeah it's very much a ding in this point it really is
1: so at this point she winds up for the pitch like bitch mall's going all in on this Mm -hmm. she's ready for it and she starts to get closer to harry but then all of a sudden hermione is like shit dude tell her like come on just tell just tell her some shit yeah which, again, we didn't get the elatedness no, from her wind-up, but it was still enough to where you were like, bitch is crazy.
0: Yeah, she's still crazy in the movie for sure, but really it was the lowering of his picture that almost made it seem like she was ashamed she was about to be doing this.
1: Yeah. Well, because that's what you do when you're about to, like, have sex in your parents' bedroom. Like, you turn their pictures face down so they can see you. don't want them watching.
0: Yeah, exactly. That implies shame. Exactly. Pepto-bitch-mall ain't got no shame. Pepto-bitch-mall gone Pepto-bitch-mall. Right. You know? So, slightly different. Other than that, very similar sentiment and outcome. For sure. Definitely. One of the biggest difference in this entire section happens right now. Mhm, And my brain did that thing again where it swore this was in the movie because why was this not in the movie? Yeah. But Pepto Mall starts pointing her wand at different parts on Harry's body, like trying to decide which one's gonna hurt the fucking most. Ew. And as she's doing this, tells him that Corny Fudge never knew that she was the one who ordered the Dementors after Potter the previous summer. But... He was still delighted for the chance to try and expel him. Yo. Bomb drop. Bomb drop. Bomb drop. This man. would have taken two seconds. Why would that? Like, we were in this scene. Mm hmm. She's literally pointing a wand at him. It fits in everything else was said. Why would you not tell us this? Yeah. Because the Dementors were sent to him the previous summer. It happened. Yeah. And there was the whole thing in the trial where.
1: She was the fucking one who spoke up. Yeah. She was the one like, I'm so sorry, Professor, but it sounds like yeah. you're implying that the ministry ordered the attack on this boy. And Dumbledore's just like, yeah, it'd be fucked up if that happened, right? Right. Shit. Right. I'm not saying it happened, but I'm saying shit's
0: pointing that way. It either happened or the Dementors are outside your control, one or the other. And here we learn that it fucking happened.
1: Exactly.
0: And the Dementors are outside of their control. It's kind of a twofer. It is a lose, 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 lose situation. And naturally, as I'm sure you were when you read this the first time, because I know I was, it was like a holy fuck. She sent the Dementors. Mm -hmm. This bitch is crazy. And that's exactly what happens in Harry's mind. Yeah. You sent the Dementors? Yeah. Like, hold, hold up.
1: Hold up. Did she just say what I think she just fucking said? She just said she sent the Dementors, right? Like, he's got to be, like, looking at Hermione like...
0: What? What the fuck? And Pepto Bitchmaw is insisting that everybody was being like, somebody needs to do something, but nobody was fucking doing something, so she fucking did something. Yeah, but, like, you did the wrong thing, The wrong something, yeah. Like... And all she cares about at this point is that Potter somehow wriggled his way out of it that time, but she insists that he is not going to today.
1: I mean, have you not met Harry Potter, bitch mall?
0: Right? Give it time. <laughs> so at this point, she takes a deep breath, points her wand, gets out Kroosh. Kroosh! But is thankfully cut off by Hermione, who does not want her friend to get fucking tortured, especially not by an illegal curse. Well, yeah. Be weird if she was like, do it. Right? Go Dary for it, bitch. <laughs> do you know how many times I fucking want to do this to him when he doesn't listen to me? Fuck! But she screams no Mm -hmm. and begs Harry to tell her. So it's that same exact thing. Just tell her some shit, Harry. Yeah. Just fucking tell her, dude. Like, So aside from the big omission that it was Pepto Bitchmall who sent the Dementors after Harry in the first fucking place. Mm -hmm. It was a ding, but that's a big, like, for such a short little thing, that's such a big thing to leave out. For something that was legitimately one sentence. Right. I said, the Dementors, what? Yeah. And then everybody in the movie theater could have also had that, oh, shit moment. Bitch, it's crazy.
1: And that's the thing, too. I can even picture Imelda Staunton doing that line. Like, getting real close up in his face, getting ready to fucking Crucio him, and just going, by the way, Potter. By the way, Potter. You may have gotten away from my Dementors over the summer,
0: but I'm about to fuck you up. Right? Like,
1: Imelda Staunton, could have. Fucking nailed that.
0: I'm really looking forward to all of the rants that we get about this being left (laughs) out because this is our pondering right here. (laughs) Ah, fucking hell. Right? Harry, obviously, though, refuses to tell her the shit. Of course. Hermione keeps pleading with him and to really sell it. She starts sobbing into the back of Millicent Bulstrode's robes, who freaks out in disgust and like jumps away from her a little bit so hermione then buries her face in her hands <laughs> and is crying and saying basically if you won't i will which super excites pepto she's just like oh little miss question all is finally gonna give us some answers like bitch doesn't give you answers all fucking year mm-hmm. she's always got the answers you yeah. just don't like her questions
1: so in the movie bitch mall turns to hermione and just like why don't you tell me bitch and Hermione just goes, look, if you're not going to tell her, I'm going to tell her because this is getting fucking ridiculous. Like, for real, let's just tell her where Dumbledore's secret stash is. All this shit ain't worth it. Fuck, I'm going to tell her if you don't. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Okay? I'm okay. going to do it. And this is the point where Bitchmall just almost pisses herself with excitement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. This is where she actually showed some excitement as opposed to when she was about to Crucio Harry.
1: When she should have been showing excitement.
0: Well, she... Sh- no, she shouldn't have she been. She shouldn't have been showing excitement. But if excitement, they were true but... to the book, she would have been.
1: Exactly. Yes. For her character's sake, she should have been. Yes. And interestingly enough,
0: it's also where we're going to cut off this movie scene. Yep. And it lines up pretty well, but there are a few more details in the last bit of the book chapter. hmm Namely that... Hermione has not specifically declared that she is going to tell him. It's more of a if you won't, I will type thing. Yeah. Like And Ron, Ginny and Neville are all looking at her like, who the fuck are you? Why are you doing this? Yeah. But Harry is the one who's having a Ravenclaw moment, apparently. What? Staring at Hermione and realizing that. The reason why she has her face buried in her hands while sobbing is not to catch the tears. It's to hide the fact that there aren't tears. Mm -hmm. So he's like, what has she got up her robe sleeve? Yes. Because it's clearly not her wand. Millicent Bulstrode took that. But she has something up her sleeve. Methinks Hermione has a plan. And she does have a plan. She starts... Through her sobs, her fake sobs, apologizing to everyone, saying that she can't stand it. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to see Harry get fucking crucioed. Sure. So at this point, Pepto bitchmal grabs her by the shoulders and just shoves her into her chair. And, like, hovers over her. And it's just like, it who is Potter trying to communicate with? <laughs> like, your turn, bitch. Right? <laughs> so still, you know, sobbing into her hands. Or at least pretending to sob into her hands. Mm-hmm. She tells Pepto Mall that they were trying to speak to Dumbledore and they've checked the Leaky Cauldron, the Three Broomsticks, and even the Hogshead, but they can't fucking find him anywhere. Way to make it sound like he's an alcoholic.
1: We've checked every Every pub. (laughs) Like, we've checked every pub, bar, whatever, in this fucking vicinity, and nothing. nothing. We got no, we got no plans. We you got know no what's idea. funny
0: to me, though, is I feel like there could have been a really good chance that he was hiding in the hog's head.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. I totally believe that.
0: It still gives him access to the castle. He's right there. Mm-hmm. It's his brother that we don't know yet, but we yes. know, you know? Right.
1: And we know that he can, like, transfigure himself. Oh, yeah. He could have turned
0: himself into the fucking hog's head. Right? Like... I think that might be where he was. Obviously, she's just lying. And this cracks me up so much. It just never blows my mind, but then also doesn't surprise me at the same exact time. It's a very conflicting emotion. How... Pepto Bitchmall just so easily accepts this line of stupidity from Hermione and doesn't for one minute go, you are way too smart for this, you're lying to me right now.
1: I mean, to be fair,
0: Pepto Maul does not believe that children are smart. No, she definitely doesn't. So she just calls Hermione an idiot girl and basically informs her that Dumbledore's not going to be hanging out in the pub when the entire ministry is looking for him. I mean, I think that's the best place for him to hang out. Because, like, drink him if you got him. Right? Right? Fuck. But Hermione is committed. And she Mm -hmm. just keeps on sobbing into her hands and says, We know, but we need to tell him something important. (laughs) And that excitement that in the book Pepto Mall started to feel when she was about to use Crucio now resurfaces. Mm -hmm. Because now she thinks she's really about to get some information. And asks, what did you want to tell him? Mm-hmm. Fair question. Sure. So Hermione says that it's ready. What's ready, you ask? I do ask indeed. What yeah. is ready? The weapon. The weapon is ready. The weapon! Dumbledore had to leave before it was finished, but he left them instructions so they were able to finish it for him, and now they need to let him know. And Pepto Bitchmall is just like weapon. Something to help Dumbledore take over the ministry? What kind of weapon is it? And again, with the underestimating Hermione, when Hermione says, it's too complicated for us to understand. We just did what he told us to do. We don't know.
1: Okay, but hear me out. That is kind of Dumbledore's MO. (laughs) Also, that is Harry's MO when told to do something by
0: Dumbledore. You know what? You're not wrong. I'm aware. But it's still funny to me because I legit think that Pepto Bitchmall is being a total dumbass here. Well, she is. Like, all of my alarm bells as a teacher are going off like, oh, this is not adding up at all. Like, you right. have all of the answers to everything. You memorize shit. There's no way this is accurate.
1: I mean, what does she call her earlier? Little Miss Questional. And yet
0: she's not even going to think twice about Hermione saying-, saying that she didn't ask any questions about this weapon. Exactly. Come on. Whatever. Definitely. Granted, she's also telling Umbridge exactly what she wants to hear. It was smart of Hermione. Yeah. But it was dumb of Pepto Bitchmall.
1: It was. She's got like blinders on. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. At this point, she's just like weapon, 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 weapon. weapon. Get Dumbledore. Get Dumbledore. Yep. Fuck this guy up, you know,
0: and not really looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. So she just, you know, firmly adjusts her blinders so she can keep ignoring that bigger picture. Stands up. And orders Hermione to take her right to said weapon. Sure. Which Hermione looks around at all of the Slytherins and was just like, I'm not showing them where it is. Yeah. Pepto Bitch tells her that she's not exactly in a position to be making demands like that. Like, sorry, you can't set these conditions. I'm in charge here. Or, and hear me out, fuck you. Well, Hermione says it a little bit more intelligently than that. She says, fine, let them come see it. I hope you invite the whole school. I hope everybody knows about it and how to use it. And then they can use it on you when you annoy them and sort you out.
1: Yeah, suck it.
0: And then unfortunately for Malfoy and Pepto Bitchmall, but fortunately for us, Mm -hmm. Pepto Bitchmall naturally gets very suspicious. These words really sink in. And she looks around the room at all of the Slytherins And Nancy Bond douchebag is a little bit slow when it comes to rearranging the greed and eagerness on his face.
1: Oh, yeah. Boy does not know how to fix his face. No. So she
0: catches this. Mm -hmm. She sees him looking super excited at the idea of there being a weapon. Yeah. And just goes, yeah, you're going to just be the one who takes me and we'll bring Potter along too.
1: Yeah. Because why not outnumber me? Right. As well. (laughs) Well, but they're children, so they can't do anything.
0: Exactly yeah. what she thinks. Because mm-hmm. Malfoy does try to insist that someone from the squad or a few people from the squad should go to help keep an eye on them. And sure. Pepto and... Mall is just like, I am a fully qualified ministry official. I can handle two wandless teenagers. Mm. Can you though? Can you though? That's cute. We're going to see how this works out for you. Yeah, she also tacks on the whole thing about how she doesn't think that school children should be seeing this weapon. Mm hmm. Never mind the fact that supposedly it was built by school children. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> and just gloss over that one. Not the ones that were gonna go. Right. There just is just saying. But if there were any students who were likely to use a weapon on Pepto Bitch Mall, it's the two that are about to lead you out to it. Very true. So maybe No, she's just got her blinders on. Right. <laughs> she gives zero fox Not even a little bit. She Mm -hmm. does tell Nazi Von Douchebag and the others to make sure that Ron, Ginny, Neville, and Luna don't escape. Mm -hmm. And though this disappoints VD2, he agrees to it. And then Umbridge points her wand at Harry and Hermione and says, lead the way, bitches.
1: We got a thing to do.
0: Yep, And that's where we end the book chapter. So very similar, just slightly more details as per usual. Yeah. And since we've met everyone... In the movie. Yeah, pretty much. There's <laughs> not really anyone new to talk about. Like, yeah,
1: there was Pepto Mall, There was Snape. There was Harry, Ron, Hermione, Crab Goyle, Malfoy.
0: Yeah, people we Le- talked about. And they didn't even do anything but stand there in the background. Yeah, so. it's not
1: like they were, oh, they were very imposing figures in the background. Oh, yes. Well done. Extremely. Yeah, it's just, no.
0: So, yeah, let's just move on to the Potter pondering. Which, as we mentioned, is what are your thoughts on the movie not having Umbridge confess that she sent the Dementors after Harry that previous summer? Find the post on our Facebook page and share your thoughts, or call us at 216-526-6792 and leave your responses a voicemail. Make sure you start off telling us your name and then go into your answer. Don't forget you can also stitch your response on TikTok.
1: We really look forward to reading, hearing, and seeing them. And there's no Sorting Hat story this week, but maybe yours can be next. You can email it to us at forfoxsakepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your house, wand, Patronus, how you got into Harry Potter, and anything else you might want to share with us.
0: Or you can message it to us over social media. This week's trivia question is... Which ministry law does Umbridge recite to Megorian when they encounter the centaurs in the Forbidden Forest? The first one who responds with a correct answer in the code word hashtag half-breed attack will get a sticker. Another way to get a sticker is to rate and review us through iTunes or Facebook. Make sure to email us at forfoxsakepodcast at gmail.com to let us know you did, and we will get back to you to figure out which sticker you want and where to send it.
1: Don't forget to find us and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod. Following us on Podbean at foxsakepod.podbean.com will
0: get you the episode as early as possible and give you a leg up in answering the trivia question. You can also go to our website at forfoxsakepodcast.com to check out our For Fox Sake and Harry Potter related merchandise for sale.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we post our weekly podcast episodes, cooking show
0: episodes, vlogs, bloopers, and other random videos. If you would like to support us as a patron, you can sign up on patreon.com foxsakepod. $2 and up a month will get you some awesome perks, like for foxsake swag, access to patron-only Facebook groups, chats, our Discord channel, virtual hangouts, and more. As always, any support you can give is greatly appreciated even if it's just telling your Harry Potter friends about us. And if you don't have any Harry Potter friends, there's another reason to join our Patreon because you will meet some of the best Harry Potter people ever. I mean, just the
1: best people ever,
0: really. There's that too. Period. End of sentence. And join us next week when we talk about Chapter 33, Fight and Flight, and the corresponding film scenes. Thanks for listening. We hope you hear us again. I'm Katie. I'm Ellen. Until the next time, just keep keep rolling. rolling.